Do you care about quality content delivered on a regular basis, no matter where in the galaxy you hail from? Recent cuts to public funding leave programs like this hanging by a thread. Support us, won't you? Head to patreon.com FSL tonight for more information while you still can. And now, the show. Sports Flash, brought to you by the Manhattan Clan, a castle above the clouds. Leia leads Coruscant to a 5-1 drubbing of Scaro. The inmates run the asylum, angels over lords 2-0. Gators send a message downing the troopers 3-1. And we got a three-way tie in the West. Guardians drop one to Cylon 2-4. That and much more on FSL tonight. 790 Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio. Coming up, half the league is tied for first. Is this the most competitive FSL season yet? And if the rest of the Starkiller squad continues to squander the potential of Kylo Ren, should they be executed? FSL Tonight starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, week seven and the playoff situation should be shaping up, but it's not. Five of the eight teams tied at four and three. Uh, we have only one worst team in the league, and it's only two games back. Uh, before we get into the to the game action, yeah. Justin Robert Young, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. No, 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 no. This is a unique, perfect storm, Tom. This is is a confluence of factors, incompetence, overactive management, shuffling of team rosters, uh, 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 talented teams that cannot play well together or consistently, that has made for this the most mucky, muddy season uh, in terms of understanding who's good and who's bad. I, You know, I think you're right. This is Certainly, I, I might put a slightly more positive spin on it that you're seeing teams coming together, you're seeing teams playing more competitively, but it is mucky and muddy to be able to tell which team is going to have the advantage. It seemed much clearer even two weeks ago, uh, but let's start off with the muddiest of the muddying games that we had uh, as Cheyenne puts the troopers on the back foot. I mean, Starkiller has the top spot in grass, but they don't seem to know what they're doing uh, we're starting to hear claims that we're getting a little too much interference from Snope on this. <sighs> All right. All right. All right. I'll admit it. Starkiller is still the best team in the league. <laughs> okay? I'll admit it. I'll be bold. I'll be bold and say it. Because I have the courage to do so. What it's happened like, on like the field pulling today a headphone jack out of a phone bottle. You have courage. What happened on the field today, Tom, is that you saw from top to bottom a star killer organization that is very much living up to its name the way that they're acting because they are killing their star player in Kylo Ren, saddling him with just a, a bunch of, of incompetence. And meanwhile, and I'm I'm I've been here praising Snoke's decision-making so far. Because I believe he has done a good job. But if he can't see, after a game like this, where a team of scrubs in Cheyenne, the Gators, can beat you, 
so thoroughly that you can't take the handcuffs off Kylo Ren and let him be who he needs to be, then he should be ashamed and he should step down. If this happens again, Snoke should step down from his leadership of Starkiller and Kylo Ren should run the team. Well, and that is what we're hearing is that Hux and Ren are constantly going to Snoke Ugh, to make Hux. a decision about what should happen with this team. Now, I, I don't necessarily think handing all the reins over to Ren would give you the result you hope, but certainly it would be better than having this decision by committee for every single thing that happens on the field. It's ridiculous. Sure. General Huck scored the only goal in this uh, absolutely forgettable exercise that they had today. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, listen, this was this was a home game for Starkiller. This was on Starkiller base. Cheyenne came in and beat them. What does that say? What does that say when this is the best team in the league that is going to win this championship? And yet you have a minor splinter in your foot distract you for even more than a second let alone let it get the better of you this is embarrassing i don't want snoke to step down let me make this clear i want snoke to make the right decision and start to have faith in the player for whom will lead him to the promised land kylo ren and, and you know you couldn't have said it better yes general armitage huck scored the only point he's the coach what was he doing putting himself in the game, taking nines out, who who was one of the saviors of the game. I mean, yes, it, Kylo Ren is the big man here, uh, but but why, why bench a guy like nines after a great performance last week? And I know you're, you're, you're throwing some shade on Cheyenne, but the one thing you can't disagree with is they prove they will go off playbook. Hell, they'll go off world to save this season. They were playing creatively out there. Listen, if they didn't play in the Western Division, this would not be. I mean, they they are right now tied for first. They in, just beat a, a team in the Eastern Division. They have the exact same record as that team now. Okay, y yes, because they have to play Western Division teams more than Eastern Division teams. Like, like that's just, I mean, come on, Tom, cheese. Like, th this is a three-way tie between Xandar, Cheyenne, and the Arkham Angels. And, and you have Scaro, which is probably the best built team of the four, one game back under 500. So tell me again how great this Western division is. I call that parody. Okay. Well, I, I call it ridiculous. <laughs> Let's talk about Coruscant, uh, an Eastern division team, defeating uh, that well-built Scaro uh, defense. Finn and Ray not working together in this game, and yet Coruscant still able to move forward. Han Solo mentoring Finn now, but the big news, forget all that. Uh, Leia pulling an Armitage Hux and returning to active status coming in late in the game to pull this out of the fire. You know, this is what you would expect from a veteran-laden team. I don't know if they can do it every single week, but in a moment where Finn and Ray, who have been their two shining stars so far this season, despite the fact that Finn should be suspended from the league for defecting from Starkiller and ruining uh, a, a game, uh, we have yet to see the commissioner come in and make any kind of comment on that. Putting that to the side... Finn has rebounded and played well for Coruscant. They were not on the same page today, and yet you have Han Solo, you have uh, uh, Leia, uh, Princess Leia come in, or now uh, whatever she's calling herself, uh, 
come in and, and save the game for them because that is what veteran leadership should be able to do. Now, there's a question about why Ray left this game, uh, whether she'll return next week. Leia Organa might be able to fill in, but you're talking about uh, a more mature player here. Uh, maybe not with all of the skill set and potential of Ray, but certainly with the benefit of experience. Uh, and that is what is happening between Hansel and Finn. You'd like to see that happen between Organa and Ray. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. But in the post-game press conference, though, Han Solo asked what advice he's been giving Finn, and here's what he said. Women always figure out the truth. Always. Not sure what he's referring to there, frankly. Well, I mean, this is that, oh, the, the old rogue uh, Han Solo giving his great Han Solo advice. I mean... Jeez, enough with this guy. Bring that act back to the 70s where it belongs. Uh, here's here's the fact of the matter. If Finn and Ray don't get on the same page, and this is going to be a consistent and major problem, they're not going to be able to make the playoffs unless that happens. They are uh, a game up on Cylon uh, right now, so it looks like it's an easier path uh, to the playoffs, at least for them at this point. But if they are not able to make their two-star players coexist, this will be an issue. Arkham defeats Gallifrey, and uh, so that brief hope for the Time Lords we saw last week uh, extinguished for the moment. Can we get a shout-out for this whole Suicide Squad, though? Uh, they may be the worst kind of heroes, but they're making the best kind of a late-season surge here. Do you trust it, though? I mean, like, like look at this team. They have, they have strung some wins together. But they remind you of a less consistent version of what Gallifrey, or sorry, but uh, what what uh, the the LA Guardians of the Galaxy were last year before they moved to Xandar. They, they are unproven, they are untested, and they are unstable. So, despite the fact that they put together wins, I don't know if you look at that team and say they've got the fundamentals to continue this kind of run. You would have almost hoped that they had this kind of stretch in the last few weeks leading up to the playoffs, but they have to do it now because their record was so poor halfway through the season. Yeah, you're not alone. A lot of analysts looking at this squad and saying, uh, this is not a good squad. You don't get what you expect every week. Uh, you don't have the confidence that when you go in to watch this team that you're going to get what you wanted. Uh, but the fans disagree. Uh, fans pouring into the stadium, selling out, uh, selling tickets in much higher numbers than, than anybody expected. Well... Uh we're going to find out because my suspicion is just like their beloved captain, this record is going to boomerang back to the bottom of the ledger. And then a quick bit about Gallifrey all over the place. Doctor had to bail out Osgood one too many times uh, to be able to pull out a victory. Clara wasn't herself either. Uh, just, a, just a sad return to the poor form of 2016 so far. Meanwhile, Cylon defeating Xandar as Xandar again reveals themselves to be the frauds that I have been consistently telling you they are. Uh, yeah, every week a new goat uh, for Xandar. This week it's Quill. Uh, is he not sure who he is? Uh, does he think he's a, a dinosaur trainer or, or, or some Old West cowboy? Or, or, you know, why aren't we seeing the Peter Quill that led the L.A. Guardians of the Galaxy last year? Because he doesn't exist. He's a mirage. He is invented. Invented. You know, uh, this is, you know, you have to understand that a lot of this press that covers this league, and I'm going to include you in this here, Tom, 
is very, very, very desirous to see Peter Quill succeed. And I don't quite understand it. Uh, I, I think maybe it's just sympathy for his upbringing. He obviously had a very tough one. But for whatever reason, everybody's built this guy into uh, what we now legitimately see in Kylo Ren. Like, you think he's an absolute star, and yet he reveals himself this week to be the chump that, you know, people who actually have eyes that enjoy opening and taking in the world have seen from the very beginning. Well, I, I haven't seen it, and I've seen him play well, uh, but but this week puts the lie to that. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Uh, meanwhile, and can I also say... Yeah, yeah. A huge congratulations from this show to Coach Baltar who I have consistently said is the best coach in this league. Uh, this was an amazing performance by him, making demands up and down the sidelines, in charge. You got to love to see it. If every coach could be Coach Baltar, we would be at total parity because it would be nothing but brilliant. Well, we're almost at total parity, and I believe you may have criticized Baltar in the past. Am I wrong about that? Check the tape. I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll we'll get get back to checking the tape on that. Uh, but uh, you know, one one of the buried leads here, Cylon defeating Xandar. I mean, this is a team we were writing off. They're now only a game out of first place. I mean, is it possible for the Raiders to make the playoffs? If Coruscant continues to falter, absolutely. If 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 Finn and Ray can't get on the same page, then then yeah, no, Cylon very much can be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, again, they got a, the hell of a coach in, in Gaius Baltar. You know, if if you if they can continue to maximize what they are doing in Coruscant uh, continues to falter, there's no doubt. All right, let's look ahead to next week uh, because it is going to be important for every single team on the slate uh, in Week Eight. Arkham at Scarrow, and Scar. This is a must-win game. For Scarrow, uh, as as we head towards the end of the season, they want to make sure they get back up into that tie, uh, that massive tie. And Arkham uh, needs to to continue to surge forward. My sense is right now they will. I'm going to give this one to Arkham. I don't know what to think of Scarrow anymore. I do not know what to think of them. Isn't that crazy for the the most consistent team? Uh, yeah, you, you, where where you you can interchange these players and get a, exactly the same performance every week to to be that uncertain about them? Because I'm gonna keep picking them. I'm gonna pick Scarrow over Arkham. I, I think that Scarrow still has a better team and they are better run. Uh, there is some bug in their programming that is just not l allowing them to uh, execute and exterminate on the level in which they normally do. Arkham has played far better, but I don't trust them. I'm going to go with my gut and say Scaro pulls out of the tailspin. Xandar at Cheyenne. Uh, I know that Cheyenne is an older franchise. I know that we've we've talked about how they're a weaker franchise, but Xandar's stock is on the decline. Maybe I'm drinking the Gatorade here, but I'm picking Cheyenne. I'm going to go with you. This is the smartest thing you have said all day. Xandar had a crippling loss, a crippling loss today, and they are going to fall apart from here on out. Cheyenne is going to win this game. It is my unobtainium lock of the week. Cylon at Starkiller. And uh, 
there's a there's a part of me that just wants to go bold and say the Raiders will build off last week and start mounting a playoff run. Uh, but even with all of the management disputes and the star player disputes, I, I think the Troopers get it back together and beat the Raiders, don't you? Another brilliant point by you, Tom. This is a momentary bump in the road, this loss today for Star Killer. They are going to roll next week back on the horse. And likewise, uh, with Leia back taking a leadership role and Gallifrey showing they can't keep the momentum that uh, the Doctor and a Shielder had two weeks ago, it's got to be a chorus at victory as well. They better hope so, because uh, they're going to need to take advantage of the fact that Starkiller is going to beat Cylon next week. All right, folks, don't forget, All-Star voting continues. We've got the All-Star game next week. Uh, these Week 8 games that we're talking about will happen in two weeks. Uh, in the meantime, the round-robin tourney for Elevation will begin. If you, don't, if you don't know, this is a tourney based on advanced math and statistical weighting. Starts with an invitation to 4,096 team. It's a highly complex system whittles them down to 512 for the killer rounds, known as the 512K, and a lesser discipline of math then governs the play of those rounds rounds which result in eight groups of eight teams eventually it whittles down to four and then two and the winners face off for the right to elevation uh right towards the end of the season so uh no the 4096 teams pretty much anybody is open at this point uh will get those invites out and know about them next week around all-star week and we'll be able to give you at least a few highlights of who, who you might want to keep an eye on absolutely well, that is it for this episode. Thank you, folks, for supporting us at patreon.com slash FSL tonight. Uh, keep the love flowing, and we will keep the analysis coming. And we'll be back with the All-Star Game next week. See ya!